Welcome to the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi, your life made simple. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Being Podcast. I just want to start out first and foremost and say thank you guys so much for the love. I see the the listenership and the numbers of people downloading the episodes going up. And I just want to say I, that means so much to us. And we're so grateful because, you know, it's just something that we, we started to provide value. And it looks like that's what we're delivering and we'll continue to deliver it. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Today, I actually wanted to talk about a article that I came across while I was on my LinkedIn feed. And it's an article that was published by Inc. And it caught my attention because it simply had the tagline or the headline that said, if you're too busy for these five things, your life is more off course than you think. Now, first and foremost, I always thought, okay, that maybe it's just clickbait. You know, they write these fancy um, these taglines to get you to click. And the article sometimes doesn't have the substance that you want. But this one was different. This one was by Benjamin Hardy. And he's a contributor to Inc. And he has a PhD. And I really dove deep into the into the the article and what was interesting to me was it really resonated with the original pillars episode i did as one of the first episodes that were released on the balance being podcast and so many of the things resonated with what we discussed earlier and i couldn't think of a better time to discuss it than now as we all start thinking about the next year and even heading into the holidays and for some of us setting early New Year's resolutions, I think this is really something great to not only help us audit, get us in that frame of mind that helps us think about how this year was, how we can plan a better life, and how we can just keep on continuing to improve and get balanced with how our health, finances, career, and everything else, and relationships. So I just kind of want to maybe talk you guys through the article, but he shared a really nice story that's that began and once again this is an ink article it's by Benjamin Hardy and I just want to kind of begin with how how the article opened up he begins by saying that despite turbulence and other conditions keeping airplanes off course 90% of flight time most flights arrive in the correct destination at the intended time the reason for this phenomena is quite simple through air traffic control and the inertial guidance system Pilots are constantly course correcting. When immediately addressed, these course corrections are not hard to manage. When these course corrections don't happen regularly, catastrophe can result. For example, in 1979, a passenger jet with 257 people on board left New Zealand for its sightseeing flight to Antarctica and back. However, the pilots were unaware that someone had altered the flight coordinates by a measly two degrees, which would put the plane 28 miles east of where the pilots assumed it was going to be. The snow on the volcano blended with the clouds above, deceiving the pilots into thinking they were flying above flat ground. When the instruments sounded a warning off the quickly rising ground, it was too late. The plane crashed into the volcano, killing everybody on board. An error of only a few degrees brought in an enormous tragedy. Small things, if not corrected, become big things always. 
The flight is an analogy of our lives. Even seemingly inconsequential aspects of our lives can create ripples and waves of consequences for better or for worse. Now, I think I just wanted to share that story with you because it is pretty impactful. If you think about the circumstances of just being off by two degrees, it's extremely unfortunate. And it goes into showing that small things, if not corrected in our daily lives, daily, can become huge and catastrophic later. Now, I don't mean to kind of get pessimistic here, but I wanted to start out by really kind of catching the attention, sharing that story. It is a very unfortunate story, but the bright side is, is when you think of the extreme, it's so much easier to think of what you can do to correct yourself and take the appropriate steps right now. It is going to the extreme that makes you honest with yourself. When you become honest with yourself, you can become, be, begin to take honest awareness action. What am I doing daily in my life that needs to improve? That if I just change this little tweak, i.e. going back to the airplane example, if I just tweaked it by two degrees, how much better could my life be? Or the other way, if I tweaked it, two degrees turns into four degrees. What will the results be in my life? And what also caught my attention was how beautifully intricate this article was and how much it went back to the pillars. I, I just absolutely loved it. It starts out by saying, you know, how often do we truly take an audit or look back and reflect on our life without letting life run us? Let me go back and make that a little bit more clear. I'm not sure if for people that are entrepreneurs that run their own business, it's, it's the difference of do you run your business or does your business run you? And it's very, very clear distinction. Are you able to dictate a schedule and stick to that schedule maybe 85 to 90% of the time? Or are you too busy putting out fires and being brought into the attention, awareness, and priority of other situations or other things? And if that is how you're living, that's what I'm talking about. Now, of course, life is spontaneous, and that's what makes it beautiful. Of course, life is not going to be the same every day. But there are certain routines that, when implemented, can help in decreasing stress, spend more time with family, work on your goals, work on your career, and help you achieve the balanced life. The article begins by saying, talking about organizing your life. He says it's, it's very few people have organized their lives to prioritize almost exclusively important and deep activity, such as learning, health, and relationships. He says that we're all so busy with tasks that need to be done, but perhaps aren't as priority-driven priority as they need to be, such as answering emails, putting out you know, fires, and just day-to-day -day stuff. I'm guilty of email stuff as well. You know, I, I have this habit somehow that I either need to check the email or respond to it as soon as it gets in. And most of the time, it's not that urgent. And most of the time, it's distracting and takes me away from what I'm focusing on. So it's really important to kind of go back and say, how are you organizing your, your, your life? And the author organized it in a very amazing and, and 
way that really connected to the pillars. He said, how are you organizing it based on your environmental energy? Is your living space cluttered and messy or simple and neat? Does it allow for creativity? Or when you go there, does your mind feel more stressed out and cluttered and more chaotic? Do you keep stuff like clothes you no longer use? Or are you donating them for others? Hence, you've used a material item to the most that you could get the use of it, and it's time to pass it on. It's that whole, it goes back to karma. You were able to use it, and you were able to achieve whatever you wanted with it, and now it's, maybe it's time to pass it on if you're no longer using it. It's, it's just that karmic energy flowing in, flowing out, and staying clean. If you have a car, is it clean or is it just another place to keep your clutter and garbage? Having clean environments is so important. It, it helps the energy flow. It helps you creative. If you guys are familiar with Steve Jobs' biography, he was extremely minimalistic. But he was also extremely creative and could inspire people to be so creative. His simple secret to being creative was less clutter, his office space, his workspace. He believed in having less clutter because it gave the mind less distractions and they could focus on the task at hand and have the full attention there and devote full creativity to there. Does your environment facilitate the emotions you consistently want to experience? Does your environment drain or improve your energy? And again, this is all has to do with environmental energy, has to do with the pillars. So let's go back and evaluate our, our environments, the places we spend most of the time with, sorry, most of the time in. Our workspace, an average of eight hours, our home, the rest of the time, our gyms, our cars, our, our, our coffee shops. Do they inspire you? Do they make you feel calm? Do they, do they make you feel the way you want to? And if not, are there aspects that we can change to make ourselves feel that way? So that's under the environmental energy. The next one is financial energy, which the author talks about. Do you have unnecessary debt that you're carrying with you? Unnecessary. Do you owe that friend some money that you've been putting off? Do you have extra credit card debt that you can pay down? Are you borrowing beyond your means? Do you know how many dollars you spend each month? Do you know how many dollars you make each month? Are you making as much money as you'd like to be? What's holding you back from creating more value in other people's lives? Most importantly, do you sit down on a monthly basis and track your expenses? Do you contribute to charities on a monthly basis? It's super important to have a grasp on your finances. They say a budget is no more than really dictating to your money where it should be going. As long as you can stay ahead of the budget, you're ahead of your money. You're able to make more wiser financial decisions. You get into things that you can actually afford and avoid getting into things that you cannot. Financial security plus financial just control is in itself so stress provoking but also stress relieving personally me and my wife get together on a monthly basis and we see how much money came in where did it go out what were the extra expenses how much did we donate this month 
what needed to be done. What are we planning next month? Are we planning a vacation? Are we planning to make a donation? Or is there going to be a big expense? Do we need to plan anything else? And a lot of times, guys, it's so interesting. We will catch little things that we were charged for by our credit card companies or our banks that we should not have been charged for. And all it takes is a simple audit. You pick up the phone, you call them, and they will reverse those. Hey, you know, for some reason, the payment was supposed to be on paid on Sunday, and we completely forgot because it was a weekend, and we paid it on Monday. They'll charge you a fee because it's an automatic system. But it's a $30 fee. And those things can add up if not watched. Most of the time, they'll reverse it. But it's having that control and awareness of not letting things like that slip. And sometimes you can catch these little $30 mistakes that add up to maybe $70, $80, $90 that you can get back and put into maybe a, a nice dinner, more gas money, saving up for something else. But it's just being aware and having that control over your finances that keeps you in a good state of mind. I know how much money is coming in this month, and I know how much money is going out. Next, relational energy. Are your relationships the most meaningful and enjoyable part of your life? Do you spend enough time nurturing the relationships that really matter? Do you maintain toxic relationships that you no longer serve? Are you authentic and honest in your relationships? This one's a hard one sometimes because when family gets involved, you know, sometimes you do turn into that people pleaser person. I, I know I do at times, but it requires you to step back and ask yourself, what am I giving in this relationship? And what is this relationship giving me back? If over and over again, you're giving and giving and giving and all you're getting back is hurt or negativity or you're just not feeling the way you want to with a relationship, it may be an, an opportunity and time for you to move on. And that is a hard decision because sometimes it can be very close family and friends, but you also have to understand that you being in that relationship, if you just continue to be put down, is not a service to you because it will hinder everything else that we've discussed, your financial energy your overall life's energy, your environmental energy. So you really want to take an audit of that. You become the average of the five people you hang around, financially, spiritually, health-wise, and mentally. Pick those five people wisely. The next aspect is health, of course. Over here on the Bounce Being Podcast, health is everything. We consider health is equals to wealth. If you're not healthy, you really can't do anything. The one day you get sick, think about it. Think about the last time you had the flu or the cold. You probably could not perform to your 100% and things backed up. You couldn't be there for work, your kids, your family. Health is so important, guys. Do you eat with the end in mind? Are you conscious of and in control of the foods you put in your body? Do you indulge in things that you know you should not be? And that indulgence is beginning to be not just once in a while, but all the time. Does the food you eat improve or worsen the other areas of your life? Does your body reflect your highest ideals? Is your body as strong and as fit as it can be? <clears throat> Are you healthier now than you were just a few months ago? As I mentioned, health is wealth. If you don't have your health, you honestly cannot help others. And that is just a simple truth. It's the same analogy as when, when they tell you in a plane that oxygen is being depleted, 
you put the mask on yourself first because that way you have oxygen pumping into yourself and that's the only way you'll help others. Hence, if you have health, you have health within you, you can help others achieve that as well. Next aspect is spiritual energy. Do you have a sense of purpose in life? How much power do you have in designing your future? Have you come to terms with life and death in a way you resonate with it? Life and death is a part of everyday dealings. And death, it turns out, is, he, is by the author. He says, death, it turns out, is not your greatest fear. Actually, your greatest fear is reaching death and having never truly lived. I agree with this. They say a lot of, uh, there's been studies done that when people are on their last few days of their life, they don't regret the things they do. They regret the things they don't do. So it's really important if you have goals, aspirations, visions, your sense of purpose, start now. Start now. Take little steps, baby steps perhaps. Just begin to get into action. And trust me, guys, the universe has a way of opening doors. You'll meet people. You'll get connected to people. People will help you. Opportunities will open up. Synchronicities will happen. It's just the way it works, but you need to take that first steps. And even in your spiritual life, are you meditating? Are you reflecting? Are you going within? Have you, have you found your, your, your ways to calm the mind? Are you getting into a creative space? Maybe it's art, dance, meditation, playing sports. What are you doing to, to really calm the mind and become more spiritual, understand who you are, you know, maybe get more into your religion, whatever it is. Time. How much, how much of your time do you feel in complete control of? Is your time being wasted? Or do you enjoy everything you're doing? Are the activities you spend your time doing moving you toward your ideal future? Are you spending most of the time furthering your own agenda or somebody else's? What activities should you remove from your life? How much time do you waste each day? What does your ideal day look like? These are just some of the things around time management that you should ask yourself and spend the time to really audit it. In addition, you know, stop what you're doing and get organized. Getting organized and conscious of your present circumstances puts you in a position to build the future you want. See, one of the hardest things that I feel is after maybe you listen to a podcast like this or something else is most of the time, this is what I do. I would resonate with the information. I would say, wow, this is great. It's awesome. But the hardest part, not even the hardest part, that's not the proper word, maybe the mental block is to actually go and do the things that I'm sharing. Write out the different aspects. Go back and review the pillar section. Cover that. See what pillars, what aspect of the pillars you're doing in your life already and what you're not doing. Plan and invest in your future, guys. If you're not going to do it, who else is? There's a beautiful Chinese proverb. It says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Think about that. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. I want to start working out. I want to take that yoga class. I want to take that art class. I want to start that business. I want to go say hi to that person. I want to go to this event. I want to start dating this person. I want to buy that car. I want to buy that house. I want to buy this real estate. Start doing it now. 
take the proper steps. In this day and age, there's so much information out there that can help you achieve what you want to. There's no excuses besides the excuses you tell yourself. Begin, begin, begin. And third thing is that really keeps you on talk is track your metrics. You know, a lot of us have a, a step counter on our phone. It's really nice to kind of see how many steps have I done today? Have I been as active as I want today? Take a metric. Hey, my goal is to do 20 minutes of meditation practice daily. Have I done that? Keep an audit of it. Put it in your calendar. Have I spent some time with my family, my, my kids? Have I done an exercise regimen every day? Am I eating properly? Keep an audit. What you track is what you can change and audit. What you don't track can get out of control. If you think about it, just, I'm gonna relate to an analogy of, of Amazon. Think about all the items Amazon ships, the millions of items Amazon ships on a daily basis. If they had no way of tracking or auditing all the items, there is no way we could be receiving items we order the same day, if not the next day. And that's the same thing with our life. If we're not have a system of tracking or auditing what we're doing on a daily basis, there's no way we can course correct when needed. And that doesn't mean you become crazy about it. It's just start with a couple of things. Am I getting the steps I need to? Am I drinking enough water? Am I meditating? Am I being grateful? Just simple things and see how they, how they fix into your daily agenda or calendar and keep on adding. And last, actually not last, but another thing is what one super important as the author mentioned and what I agree with as well is prayer and meditation to reduce the noise. There's a lot of emphasis he mentions on hustle these days. And I think I've talked about that before. There's an episode devoted to the balance in the hustle. I truly believe in that. As human beings, we are not designed to go, 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 go. In fact, after a certain time, your performance will begin to take a significant dive down because physically you're not recharged and especially mentally you're not charged. Mental fatigue begins to set in after you have not given yourself proper sleep or physical rejuvenation in the form of sleep. And it'll hinder your decision making. It can become even dangerous if you're operating you know, or driving a car or even just if you're in charge of really high-end tasks, and especially being around your family. It can also you know, manifest in the form of anxiety and depression. It's super important, guys, to implement a daily meditation, maybe a grateful, a gratitude practice. And again, I try to give things that are not daunting. I don't need you to sit for 20 minutes because that's what other people are doing. Start with maybe a minute. Yes, you'll be surprised of just deep breathing and just sitting there for a minute away from everything else, maybe in a quiet room, just being aware of your breath. What one minute, 60 seconds can do to just make you feel more connected. And then spend, pull out a piece of paper and write down just for another minute what you're grateful for. How much did that take you all day? two minutes of your entire day to do something that can have exponential results later. Just think about that. You spend more time, at least I, I know I do, I spend more time, I've spent more than two minutes scrolling through Instagram 
on a daily basis. And I think a lot of us do. So just think about that. Taking out just two minutes to either meditate and be grateful. And for gratitude, you can think about it, but the best way is really to write it down. And as you begin to do it more and you like it, increase the time. But just start with stuff that's small and applicable and something that's not daunting. And lastly, the author says, move towards your goal every day. What are you doing daily that helps you move towards your grander vision, your grander things, your bigger overall goals, helps you fulfill your why, your purpose? And if you haven't found your purpose, there's episodes earlier that help you with that as well. But what are you doing on a daily to help you fill your purpose? Your purpose could be something similar to what, what my purpose is, and that's to help people lead healthier, happier lives. And that is, to, that is through ensuring my, my business is running properly. We're able to get our products out to the people that need it in a timely manner. They're produced with the highest quality. They are what they say they are. They work. And we're able to get it to as many people as possible. I treat my team members with respect and care because if I treat them with respect and care, they'll treat our customers and our shareholders and everybody with respect and care in our community. Are we taking care of our community? Because when your community's thriving, you can thrive in my home life, my family life, my health and happiness. And those are just some of the things that add up to the grander vision. But the thing is to, for you to ask yourself that, are you moving towards your bigger goal every single day and it could be little micro steps and i encourage you to start with micro steps because those micro steps if done consistently for 30 60 90 180 days begin to turn into it's like a boulder rolling down the hill it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger pretty soon that boulder is kind of the norm and you begin to operate like that habitually and that's the beauty of it I know we discussed a lot, and I know there was a lot mentioned here, but like I, like I said, you can learn how to structure your pillars. Visit episode one. This is much more of a recap. I felt it was appropriate getting into 2020 as a lot of us work on our goals, begin to see what we're grateful for in 19, what we can take as lessons into 2020, most importantly, how we can make 2020 our best years yet. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. It's with the implementation that you'll see the results based on your action. Once again, I want to thank Inc. for posting this beautiful article. I want to thank Benjamin Hardy. This was beautifully you know, put out and, and encourage you guys to read it. The article's call, it's, it's an Inc. It's online. And the article's name is, if you Google, I'm sure you can find it. If you're too busy for these five things, your life is more off course than you think. And it was just a wonderful reminder for me and also just connected with the pillars really well. And that's why I wanted to, to share it with you guys. Once again, guys, incredibly grateful for spending time here with us on the Balance Being Podcast. We got some exciting things coming up. We, will, we are working on obviously launching our essential oils on Uveda. That should be there soon. If you guys are on the email list, you'll know you'll have a special uh, discount code to have a very you know dramatic discount to order those. So far, based on our samples people are loving it the aromas the rollers they're just wonderful i i we've really put our heart and soul into this product so i think you guys will really like it and this podcast will also be available on alexa we're working on that right now so you guys can just 
you know, play it on Alexa, not only on your phone, you can listen to it uh, wherever an Alexa device is at your home. And one of the reasons I'm so excited about the essential oils is I just think they are that next level that really complement and lack of a better word, supplement the supplement kits so well. I look at it like the analogy with the supplements, you're putting something in your body. Now let the oils help you externally reach that same goal of a better mood, better digestion, better joints, and better immunity to help you fully balance from the inside out. That's why I'm so excited. We put a lot of research behind this, put a lot of love, a lot of effort, and I really think you guys will enjoy these products. They will be launching soon. We're on the last stages of production and shipping. Fingers crossed. Hopefully we get it before Christmas, but we'll let you know. Stay tuned. And once again, thank you so much for your guys' time on the Balance Bean Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it and hope you guys take this and rock 2020 with some of the stuff that we've discussed. Most important thing is, guys, like I mentioned, don't just listen to it. Implement the things. I want to leave you with that beautiful quote that was shared earlier. It says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Hey guys, we love doing this. We love recording these podcasts, but what we truly appreciate and it would mean the world to us is if you feel that we're bringing any type of value to you guys, go out and show us some love. Leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen. Show us some love. If we're providing you guys value, rate us, review us. It means the world and it just encourages us. And and if there's something that, that you feel that we should discuss, give us some feedback. We're open to any type of feedback. Thank you so much. We hope this episode helped make your life simple. Join us next week on the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi.